Hey guys, welcome back to the book of Hebrews. Today, in, in just a moment, we're going to jump right into chapter 1. Now, but first, we want to talk a little bit about the structure of this amazing letter. Yeah, yeah. Hebrews, it is both, um, it's a mixture. It's a mixture of, of exposition and exhortation. On the one hand, the author is teaching phenomenal, phenomenal doctrine. And this doctrine is laid out very, uh, very logically and very easy to understand. It's very, very well formed, very well crafted uh, a teaching on, on doctrine. But then on the other hand, he switches over to exhortation. He wants to encourage and inspire all of his readers to live according to the doctrine that he's teaching. Now, his main doctrine here is very Christological in nature. In other words, he's teaching about Jesus as the Christ. Uh, but at the same time, uh, like a really good pastor, he's challenging his, his readers, including us, to respond in ways that are appropriate to the doctrine that he's teaching. Alright, so we're going to see this pattern throughout the letter as, as we go through it. That's right. Doctrine challenges. Doctrine challenges. <laughs> Alright, now let's talk a little bit about the author's introduction, which is found in the first four verses of chapter one. Now, introductions in the ancient world, uh, they were meant to accomplish two things. Number one, uh, the first purpose for it was to grab the reader's attention. It had to be really, really interesting right off the bat. But then number two, it was to introduce the main topics. So how does the author of Hebrews grab our attention right off the bat? Well, this first sentence in the book of Hebrews is put together in a marvelous, marvelous way. For us, both in English and in Japanese, uh, Hebrews chapters, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, they are presented as a series of sentences. But in the original Greek, it was just one, one beautifully, beautifully fashioned sentence. Yeah, the, the theologian scholar, Ceslus uh, Speak is his name. Uh, he says that Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 is the most 
beautiful sentence in the entire New Testament. この学者であるこのセスラスピークという人がもう新約聖書の中ではこのヘブル書の1から1の1の4からまではもう一番美しいフレーズだと書いてあります。Now when we read it, we think, yeah, it's it's nice. It's it's a pretty phrase. まあ読むときはまあそうですね綺麗な言葉だとわかります。But the fact is we don't really see the depth of the beauty because we don't speak Greek. <笑>しかしギリシャ語で私たちがあのギリシャ語を話せないのでだからその深い美しさがやっぱりわからないですね。Uh, I listened to one of our sources、uh, read it in Greek. あるあの私がこの使っているところがその聞こえあの結局音声でこのグリシャ語で聞こえたんですね。And, and there's this beautiful, almost poetic, like a rhythm of P's, P, P, that, just, that just stand out as he goes through these, sentences, the, the, these verses. そしてその聖句を一節から四節まで読んでいる間には、ものすごくそのちょっとその詩的な書き方で、そしてこの P という発音がパッパッパッパッ。出てきてきでもすごい綺麗ですね。So, unfortunately, we can't、uh, really enjoy this phonetic marvel of this beautifully crafted sentence because we don't speak Greek. まあ、私たちがこのギリシャ語を話せないので、やっぱりこういう美しさ、そのギリシャ語の発音とかわからないんですが。But we can appreciate the content of this sentence. しかし、このフレーズのその内容が私たちがこの楽しむことができます。So the introduction grabs the reader's attention, then it introduces the main topics all in one sentence. このイントロダクションがこのまずこの聴者の注意をつかんで、それからあのその一番重要なトピックをその紹介します。The author starts off introducing God and God speaking. まず神様と神が語っていることを紹介する。Uh, he, then he introduces the son and the son's superiority. その次は御子と御子の最高の立場を紹介します。The author、uh, mentions the son's unique relationship with the father. でその聴者がこの御子とこの手の父様のユニークな関係のことを紹介します。Uh, he states that the son is Lord over all creation. で御子が万物の主であること sentence, まだその同じ一つのフレーズの中ではこのイエス・キリストがこの私たちのためにその罪のあがないを成し遂げたと書いてあります。Yeah, それからイエス様がこの天の父様の右の座のところでこの栄光を受けることに移るんです。その次は天使の役割。<笑> us, <笑>その次はあの神様が語った私たちのことを指す。And all of that is right here in this first sentence. Uh, the first four verses of the book of Hebrews. これが全部ですね、もう最初の4節の中に一つだけのフレーズで書かれています。まあ、だからこれからその4節をこの分けて読みましょう。Alright, verses 1 and into part 2 a little bit.1 節から2節の始まりに。Alright, in the past, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets、um, at many times and in various ways. But In these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. 神は昔預言者たちによって多くの部分に分け多くの方法で先祖たちに語られましたがこの終わりの時には
Now, if you look at these verse, uh, this uh, passage here very carefully, you'll notice that there's a parallelism between the older and the newer ways of God communicating. There, in, it, of course, it's referring to the Old Testament and the New Testament eras. The uh, author refers to the Old Testament era as in the past and the New Testament era now in these last days. Of course, this is referring to everything after Jesus and before Jesus, right? Old Testament, before Jesus, New Testament, these last days, everything from Jesus until now, until he returns, all the way to the end. Alright, so in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us through Jesus. Now, on both sides, God is the one speaking. His speaking in the Old Testament and in the past, in the old days, is the foundation that is being laid for the coming Jesus and the ultimate communication through Him, through Jesus. Yeah, so because the Old Testament leads us to and introduces us to Jesus, we're going to see the, um, the importance, the importance of the Old Testament communication throughout the book of Hebrews. Yeah, now, as we move on to the next few verses, I want you to think about the different descriptors that tell us something about Jesus. Alright, here we go. Uh, this will read the rest of verse 2 and then 3 and 4. Alright, whom he appointed, God appointed Jesus, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. Alright, in verse 3, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Mikoa and then verse 4, so he became as much superior to the angels as his name has, uh, has, as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. Alright, so Jesus is the heir, he's the heir of, of, of all things. 
ある財産家その立場を誰がそれを相続するかとても大切な課題だった。Yeah, now, Jews of, of the ancient world, they understood this as a passage referring to the Messiah. That's right. In fact, uh, Psalm chapter 2 was such a major messianic, messianic uh, passage uh, that we'll see it show up a couple more times here throughout the book of Hebrews. メシアの予言の箇所だったので、だからヘブル書の中でもうさらにこれから何回見てきます。That's we are heirs of the promises of God, chapter 6, verse 17. And we are heirs of that which is eternal, chapter 9, verse 15. So Christ is already seated uh, on the throne at the right hand of God. And according to the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, we are seated with Christ. Amen. Okay, so first of all, uh, Christ is the heir of all things. Next, as we saw, He, Christ, is the creator, creator, um, in that the universe was created through Him. Now, this is really a strong statement, especially for those with a Jewish understanding of the Old Testament. Because it was God, Yahweh, God, Elohim, who created everything. That's what they knew. So the author, he is saying that not only does Jesus have an important role at the end of all things as heirs, but also at the beginning of all things as creator. この相続人としての大事な役割だけではなくて、もう一番最初からこの創造者ね、その作り主としての立場もあります。So <笑> in stating this, the author of, of Hebrews is clearly declaring that the Son is equal and one with 
God Almighty. これを書いてることによって、この聴者がもうはっきり宣言しているんですね。この密航がもう全能の神と全く同じ状態、立場で、そして全く一致していると言っています。Amen. So Jesus is number one, heir of all things, and number two, the creator of all things. だから、イエス様が第一はこのすべてのものの万物の相続人だと、Number three, the author says that Jesus is the radiance, the radiance of God's glory. Yeah, now this word、uh, radiance in Greek is defined as the quality of sending out rays of light. まあ、この輝きはこのグリシャ語にはこの結局この光をあの差し出しているということですね。Now we see this radiance in the Old Testament, for example, in the life of Moses. まあそういう輝きがやっぱり旧約聖書の中で例えばモーセで見えます。His face was just, you know, shining with the glory of God. 神の栄光で彼の顔がもう輝いてたんですね。And the author here is making it abundantly clear that there is a close relationship, a close relationship. Between the Son and the Father, they're awfully close. When you see the Son and His glory, you are witnessing the manifestation of the presence of the Father. Amen. So Jesus is number one, the heir of all things, number two, the creator of all things, and number three, the radiance of God's glory. And now, number four, he is the exact representation of the essence of God. This word representation in the Greek is the word character. And it's a word that was used in the ancient world to describe an engraving and engraving tool. It also、uh, described the imprint that the tool made. So both the tool and the imprint were eventually called character. So character was used in making coins、uh, and seals. Those were two very common uses for the character. だからカラクテという言葉がその例えばそのあのコインですねこのお金のその玉玉と後でまたそのあの刻印を作った時ねまあ犯行ですねそのカラクテという言葉を使ったんです。Yeah, so they had the image that was perfectly communicated to that coin。だからそのお金の玉にはその完璧なあのそのその Yeah, or in the case like of a seal,、uh, 
Uh, we use ink, but they used more, mainly wax back in the day. So uh, it, the impression made on the wax was the exact image, exact image as that which was making the impression on the wax. まあ、昔はこの良くその柔らかいあのローにその完璧なこのこのイメージをそのそこでこの映ったんですね。いや、そうジーザスイズ <laughs> もうクリストと全く同じそのあのエッセンスとか本質を表れているようになっています。プロセス中です。え、オッケー、ナンバー5。アバウトジーザス。ヒ<笑><笑> そしてこのこういう力強い言葉はギリシャ語にはこのロゴスじゃなくてレイマという言葉です。で、The author is introducing a major theme here of the letter, which is the high priestly function of Christ. だからこの手紙の中ですごく重大なテーマをここで紹介してるんですね。それはこのイエスキリストのこの最司長の役割です。And he'll talk a lot about that as we go through the letter as well. これから勉強するとそれはよく出てきます。Right, number 7, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. そしてこの7番目はもうイエスキリストがこの天の父様の右の座に疲れたと書いてあります。This yeah, of course is referring to Jesus being exalted to the right hand of the Father. まあ、これがこのイエス様がこの天の父様の右の座に栄光を受けたということを指しているんです。Having become number 8, having become much superior to angels as his name is superior also to theirs。だから8番目はもうイエス様がこの見つかりたちよりもより優れた立場、そして自分の名前もより優れたんです。Now this is interesting because I thought Jesus was always superior to angels。これが面白いですけど、私がイエス様がいつもあの見つかりよりも優れたと思いましたが、this word name here, name, name in, in the Greek, it also refers to rank or status. まあ、名前はこのギリシャ語にはまあ、こういう立場とかそのステータスのことも言ってるんですね。So Jesus in rank or status was limited in his earthly body. だからイエス様が人間になった時に人間の体の中にそのやっぱりそのステータスとかそういうあの立場がすごくの限界されていたんですね。But then of course he was exalted way above anyone and or anything. でもその後にはこの人間となったこの人間のイエスキリストがもう誰よりもどの何よりもあの高く上げられた。Yeah, so there you have it. The introduction to the entire letter in one 
beautifully crafted sentence. ま、ま、大事な質問 Alright, now the style of writing is called inclusio. Not a very important word, don't have to remember it. <laughs> so after opening um with this question, the author will go through a series of, new, of Old Testament passages. And then at the end, he will close with almost the same question. So it's everything uh, inside of that. And that's called inclusio style of writing. Alright, now inside here we're going to have a series of Old Testament passages. And these Old Testament passages, um, the way he's presenting them is, is a rabbinic technique that is called string of pearls. そしてそういう聖書の箇所を並ぶことがそのラビたちがそれを使うあのテクニックであってそれがこの真珠のあのあの列というま真珠の並びのあのつながりということです。So by stringing together many Old Testament passages, a rabbi, or in this case the author of Hebrews, he was driving home his point in a way that was irrefutable. だからあのま旧約聖書の時代にはこのラビだったんだけども、でも今回はこの著者が 
、ね、その真珠を並んでるように、次々次々書いてあることが、それから絶対この否定できないような証拠を出しているということです。Yeah, so part of, of his now, the writer of Hebrews, part of his string of pearls inside here, the author will provide us with three pairs, three pairs of passages from the Old Testament. まあ、こういうインクルージョンの中で、このその並びのその真珠の中には、もう3つの,あの2組ずつの3つの組が、あの2つのね、その3つの,あの組が並んでるんですね。Yeah, so here's the first pair, we're going to read it, and it's taken from two passages, Psalms chapter 2, verse 7, and 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verse 13. だから最初の組は、あの詩編2の7と、第一歴代史の17の13です。Alright, here, verse 5, I'm going to read the rest of verse 5 now. Alright, to whom the. これ5節の残りですね。And we started here, right? To whom did,、uh, of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I become your father. Or again, here's a second quote now, I will be his father and he will be my son. どの見つかりに向かって言われたのでしょうかという質問で、あなたは私の子、私が今日あなたを産んだ一つの言葉と、次の言葉がまたさらに私は彼の父となり、彼は私の子となる。Right, here's the first pair, okay,、uh, within this string of pearls that he's putting together. まあ、この真珠の並びの中で、これ最初の組ですね。この二つを組み合わせている。Yeah, so in his first pair of passages, he's establishing the son's close relationship and equality with the father. この最初のその聖句の組の中では、イエス様がこの本当にあの、すごく親しいと、天皇様と等しい立場だとこと言っているんです。Now he's going to go on to the second pair now of Old Testament passages, and here the author is going to be quoting from、uh, Psalms 97 verse 7 and Psalms 104 verse 4. 今度の,あの2つの聖句の組は、この旧約聖書の詩篇の97の7と詩篇の104の4。This is going to be in verses 6 and 7 of Hebrews chapter 1. これが6節と7節です。Alright, and again, when did Uh, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, here's the first one, let all God's angels worship him. Alright, this is the first part of the pair, and here's the second part of the pair. Alright, in speaking of angels, he says, He makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. So, so in this second pair of passages, the author establishes angels' inferiority. Yeah, and then this final, we're going to read the third and final pair of passages.、Uh, he'll be quoting from Psalms 145, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, 76, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 100, 101, 102, 103, 104, 105, 106, 107, 108, 109, 110, 111, 112, 113, 114, 115, 116, 117, 118, 119, 120, 121, 122, 123, 124, 125, 126, 127, 128, 129, 130, 131, 132, 133, 134, 135, 136, 137, 138, 139, 140, 141, 142, 143, 144, 145, 146, 147, 148, 149, 150, 151, 152, 153, 154, 155, 156, 157, 158, 159, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160, 160
You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. あなたは義を愛し、不法に組む。それゆえ神よ、あなたの神は喜びの油で、あなたに油を注がれた。あなたは、あなたに並ぶ誰もよりも多く。And then verse 10, he also says, In the beginning, Lord, you lay the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. 今度10節ですね。こう、またこう言われました。主よ、あなたは初めに地の元へを据えられました。天もあなたの見ての技です。and then verse 11, they will perish, but you remain. They will wear out like garment, like a garment. And then finally verse 12, uh, you will roll them up like a robe, like a garment, they will be changed, but you remain the same, and your years will never end. あなたがそれらを街灯のように巻き上げると、それらのは衣のように取り替えられてしまいます。しかしあなたは変わることがなく、あなたの年は尽きることがありません。So in this third pair of passages, he establishes Jesus' eternal nature and the fact that he is supreme over all the universe.で、この三番目のこのあの二節の組み合わせが。the universe is, is temporary, but the sun, Jesus, will last forever. And then the, the, the author, he closes this doctrinal section in almost the same way that he opened it, with a question. <laughs> Yeah, this question emphasizes Jesus, the Son, is superior to the angels. Remember, the main point, the doctrinal push right here is Christ is exalted. Let's go ahead and read that closing here in verse 13. See, look, it's almost identical to that, to the beginning of verse 5. To which of the angels did God ever say, sit at my right hand, and I will make you enemies a, foot, uh, enemies a footstool uh, for your feet. Then he closes his doctrinal lesson clearly stating what the purpose of angels really is. See, angels have this tendency, people like just seem to exalt angels and they talk about demons and they just feel like this amazing supernatural thing. It's very natural throughout history. Yeah, but he's saying, no, Jesus is way above. In fact, let me tell you what angels are really supposed to be doing. This is where they really stand, their position. でもイエス様がそれよりもはるかに
超えていて、だから見つかりの本当の役割がちょっとこれから説明しますよと。これが14節。Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? 見つかりは皆、奉仕する霊であって、救いを受け継ぐことになる人々に使えるために使わされているのではありませんか ?Ministering spirits, spirits who serve, they are serving spirits. だから、奉仕する霊ですね。<笑> And who are they serving? <笑>誰を奉仕しているでしょうか Those who will inherit salvation. 救いをあの受け継ぐものですね。<笑> That's referring to us. 私たちのことです。We are the heirs of salvation. 私たちが救いを受け継ぐものです。So the angels are servants. Who help carry out God's will through us. だから、見つかりは、あの、しもべであって、そして、私を通して、神様の働きをやろうとしているんですね。And what is God's will? で神の御心は何でしょうか to make disciples of Jesus through the New Testament model of planting churches. それは、この、新約聖書の中にある、この、教会開拓のモデルを通してこのキリストの弟子を作ることです。Together, together, you know, angels helping by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will plunder hell and we will populate heaven. まあ一緒になって、生理の力によって、このまた見つかりたちの手伝いもあって、私たちがこのもう地獄をこの楽だって、そしてあの、天国を人々でいっぱいにします。Amen, amen. In our next lesson, we'll jump into chapter two. 今度のレッスンは、ヘブル書の2章に入ります。And it's going to be an exhortation, the first exhortation in the book of Hebrews. これが今度はおす、すすめになりますね。このヘブル書の最初のすすめです。Alright, that's it for today. 今日はここまでです。God bless. 神の祝福ありますように。